The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by a guest speaker. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this message are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. That's online, wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. 8474. And today it is our joy to have uh, the concluding meditation from some of our graduating seniors. And we have invited Jude Atas from the Philippines, who is anticipating receiving the Master of Divinity degree in a few weeks, to bring the word, open the word to our, our seminary community. Jude. Thank you so much. And uh, good morning. That's just a greeting, and I'm already freezing in my nervousness. But I really praise God and I thank Him for this privilege to share with you His Word. And as we are finishing this uh, semester, this is our last week of classes. And we praise God for sustaining grace. It is my heart's desire this morning to encourage you with the Gospel and what God has done for us. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, please open it to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 3, verses 20 to 27. Romans chapter 3, verses 20 to 27. I'll be reading from the ESV. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But the righteousness, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Our text uh, this morning is viewed by many scholars as the most important text in the Bible. For example, Martin Luther described this text as the chief point and the very central place of the epistle and of the whole Bible. Others call it as the center and heart of Romans. Why is this so? Because it is in this passage that Paul announces the good news to condemned sinners who cannot be justified by their own good works or obedience to the law. It is here that Paul is transitioning 
from the revelation of God's wrath to the revelation of God's righteousness. So it is from the bad news to the good news. We will see that later. And it is here in our text that we find the doctrine of justification by faith alone in Christ alone and only by His grace alone. And since God justified us by, by grace apart from the works of the law, then we should not be boastful, but rather in humility praise Him for saving us from our sins. We will study that in three headings. First, we are all sinners. Second, sinners will be justified by grace through faith in Christ. And third, justified sinners are not to be boastful, but be thankful. In verse 20, Paul concluded that for by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. He started discussing the wrath of God beginning from Romans 1 to 18, where the wrath of God was poured out to the Gentiles who worship the creature rather than the creator, and to the Jews in chapter 2 who thinks that they can be justified by their own obedience. They cannot. And three is the universality of sin. Here he concluded, for by works of the law, no human being will be justified. In verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short or devoid of the glory of God. And by the way, that translation devoid is from our professor, Dr. Bob, and I really like it. Devoid of the glory of God. So therefore, all creatures are held accountable before God. All of us. We are all sinners. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve His judgment. We deserve His condemnation. And it is so easy for us to forget that we are sinners in need of a Savior. It is so easy for us to forget that we are sinners in need of His grace. Sometimes we just ignore this truth, thinking to ourselves that we are okay, we are good enough, but we are not. So when we read Romans 1, we just think of the unbelievers outside. When we read about the Gentiles worshiping creatures, we just think of the unbelievers outside. We exclude ourselves. Aren't we Gentiles too? But praise God for His grace. So yes, we deserve His judgment. And remember this. If we don't understand our sinfulness, then we won't appreciate the grace of God. If we don't acknowledge our wickedness, then we won't value the gift of salvation. If we don't accept our wretchedness, then we won't grasp the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And if we don't accept that we deserve the wrath of God, then we won't embrace the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus. Because 
of sin. All people are unable to be justified by their, by their own obedience to the law. And because all have sinned and devoid of the glory of God, all must be punished. If that's the case, who can save us? Do we even have hope? In verse 21, this is now the good news. Where we can breathe, when we can praise God for what He has done. In verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. The righteousness from God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Sinners are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. That is the good news. God made a way in order for us to be saved from sin. So in his death on the cross, God accomplished two things. He justified sinners through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus is the first. And second, he put forward Jesus Christ as a propitiation by his blood. So there is propitiation and there is justification. What is propitiation? It has something to do with satisfying or appeasing the anger, the wrath of God, His wrath against sin. So God put forward Christ to be the propitiation for our sins. On the cross, God poured out His wrath on His Son, Jesus Christ, and He cried out, My God, my God, why thou hast forsaken me? At the cross of Jesus Christ, he poured out his judgment and he cried out, it is finished. So Christ was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and it was the will of the Father to crush him. According to Isaiah 53. He paid the price by his own blood and he bought us back by his own precious blood. That is redemption. At the cross of Jesus Christ, He drank the wrath of God that we deserve. He took upon Himself the curse of sin that we all sinners deserve. That is why in Galatians 3.13, Paul wrote that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He did this so that we can be forgiven of our sins, have peace with God, and be declared righteous in His sight. Justification. And in a later, in chapter 8, verse 1, He said, that because of the one sacrifice of Christ on the cross, Paul declared that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, all who believe in Christ, 
You will no longer experience the wrath, the condemnation, the judgment in hell someday when Christ comes again. Because he already poured it out on the cross. Christ suffered for us. And every Sunday, when a pastor, when the minister reads this verse for the assurance of pardon, like after reading the confession of sin, and then he would read assurance of pardon from Romans 8.1. It is so liberating. It is so encouraging. So for you, you who will be minister someday, you will be ordained. This is a very good verse for assurance of pardon. There is now no condemnation for us. This is where we can sing in unison. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So salvation is now freely given to those who put their trust in Christ Jesus. And righteousness will be imputed to us who believe in Christ who raised from the dead and who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised up for our justification. And that's in the next chapter. Chapter 4 verses 24 to 25. So righteousness cannot be obtained through the Mosaic Covenant by obedience to the law, but through the death of Jesus Christ. At the cross of Jesus Christ is where punishment of sin and salvation from sin meet together. Punishment of sin and salvation from sin was accomplished at the cross. God has done all of these things for us. For what purpose? According to our text, three purpose, purposes. In order to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. In order to show His righteousness at the present time, and in order that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So because he is just, he punished sin, and he is the justifier. What does that mean? The first time I encountered this word justifier, I never heard of that before. We are familiar with Redeemer, Christ as our Savior, and Christ as our Mediator. But when I read this, he is just in the justifier. What does that mean? God is the one who justifies us. We cannot justify ourselves. We cannot declare ourselves to be righteous before him. We do not have righteousness in ourselves. What we have is sin. So it is God who justifies us. He declares us righteous in his sight. So this is the doctrine of justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. This is the doctrine that we should believe and embrace wholeheartedly. And this is the doctrine that we should confess and defend faithfully. And listen to this. This is also the doctrine that should make us bow our knees before God in humility. 
For if not for the grace of God, we are nothing. For if not by the righteousness of Christ, we are nothing. Just imagine what God has done for us. The proper response for all sinners redeemed, justified by the blood of Jesus Christ is humility before Him. That's why verse 27 asks, Ask Paul in verse 27, Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. Boasting or pride has no room for justified sinners. Leads us to our third point, justified sinners should not be boastful. So it is excluded because we have done nothing in order for us to be saved. It is excluded because it is God who saved us, not ourselves. Boasting is excluded because no one keep the law. For if we are justified by works, for sure, we will have something to be boastful of. As Calvin says, the most effective poison to lead men to ruin is to boast in themselves and their own wisdom and willpower. The most effective poison that can bring us down is to boast in ourselves. Salvation is not of your own doing, lest anyone should boast. Sounds familiar? Where can, where can we read that? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. And in, as I was studying this, I might be wrong, but I follow the flow of thought, the logical flow, the discussion of Paul. It's almost the same how he structured it. Like Romans 1, 18, from beginning from 1, 18 to 3, 27 or 31. Like compare it to Ephesians 2. It has some uh, the similarities, if not really parallelism. But what I found is this. So Romans, beginning from Romans 1, 18, connected verse 1 and 2 of Ephesians chapter 2. Where Paul said, if you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. He is talking to the Gentiles. And in verse 3, among whom we all, he included himself, Paul. We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body, and were by nature children of wrath. He's going back to Romans 1, the wrath of God. Like the rest of mankind, it is here in our text, Romans 3. But then in verse 4 of Ephesians 2, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Did you hear that? In verse 21, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested. And in verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. The same thing, a gift of God to be received by faith, and then boasting is excluded. So in application for us, Christians redeemed by His blood 
justified or declared righteous. Here is what we should apply. Let us not be over familiar with this doctrine of justification. Our familiarity, ironically speaking, leads to forgetfulness and pride. What do I mean by that? Because we know this doctrine so well, we think that we do not need to hear it over and over again. We want something deeper exegesis of our text. We are so over familiar that we forget the basic message of this doctrine. We are sinners. We need a Savior. And it is God who saved us. He declared us righteous. That's the basic. We are so over familiar that we do not appreciate this anymore. And because we study and learn it in our classes all the time, we think that we are so good at it. We know everything about this doctrine that leads to pride. In our systematic theology, we know what is the meaning, the nature of this doctrine. In our church history, we learn how the reformers championed this doctrine and how they defended this doctrine. In our languages, we learn on how to exit from the original text, Greek and Hebrew. We want to wrestle what kind of genitive is the Dikai Usunetiu in this text. Pride. In our apologetics, we learn how to be precise in our reasoning and logical in our defense of this doctrine. We want to present and defend this doctrine logically, eloquently, convincingly, and scholastically. Wow, big words. Pride. But we forget that we also have a practical theology where we learn how to teach and preach this doctrine graciously, compassionately, and pastorally to sinners who are in need of a Savior. Sinners just like you and I who are in need of God's grace. I hope that we, all of us here, students, faculty, and staff, friends, we will respond, our proper response should be humility, not to be boastful. That is my heart's desire for all of us, that as we go out in the seminary, we, students of the seminary, Westminster Seminary, will not be known for being proud, for all what we learn, for what we have, we are gifted with great professors here, but they are also God's instruments. We are all sinners saved by grace. And as we go out in this place, I want to remember this. God has forgiven all of our sins. Jesus Christ has redeemed us with his precious blood. God has declared us righteous in his sight, and Christ suffered on the cross so that you will not be condemned in hell someday. And as what Paul, how Paul ended this book, to the only wise God, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your mercy, for your love, and for your grace to us sinners. 
that you provided a Savior, sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to save us, to suffer for the punishment of sin, to suffer the curse that we deserve, so that someday when you come back again, you will not throw us in hell to suffer, but welcome us in your arms, welcome us and the new heavens and the new earth. Lord, forgive us for a lot of times, many times, we're so boastful, prideful in ourselves. Help us by your grace to the work of the Holy Spirit. Always be humble and be thankful for what you have done for us. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2018, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.